This is the Rich Eisen Show. The general sense of this quarterback class is we don't like him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Kenny Pickett, this is a great quote. If you had an mf play right now, it's Pickett, but he doesn't have any GD upside. Earlier on the show, <laughs> NFL Network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. Co-host of Good Morning Football, Peter Schrager. Penn State head coach James Franklin. Plus, actor Patrick Faber. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Chris Olave, formerly of The Ohio State University, making his way to Las Vegas, Nevada, one of the 20-plus prospects who will be in Las Vegas on Thursday night when uh, Olave will have a, uh, a night um, and then uh, leave Vegas to go uh, wherever he's going to be drafted because that's a first-round selection if I've ever seen one. Uh, he'll be joining us uh, in a matter of moments. And then Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football will join us, and we'll talk with him about all the rumors and conjecture and everything going on in the NFL draft. He's locked in and does his own mock drafts. Kyle Brandt will be on tomorrow's program Hey, as we uh, we go down the uh, Good Morning Football roster, making our way to uh, the NFL draft in Las Vegas, Nevada. Tomorrow we are having on the program uh, Kyle Hamilton will be on the show um, Sauce Gardner will be on the show tomorrow. I will particularly, I will particularly personally uh, uh, <laughs> communicate my man love for him, and uh, and all that other stuff. It's not going to be. It's not going to be like an episode of the Chris Farley show, is it, Rich? <laughs> Remember that one time? Hey, that that time. Come on, <laughs> that was cool. Remember that one time? That was great. That was awesome. <laughs> Remember that time I spent an entire month saying I wanted the Jets to draft him? That was awesome. So smooth. <laughs> James Franklin of Penn State football will be top of hour number three. And then uh, Better Call Saul returns tonight uh, for episode three of uh, their final season. Patrick Fabian, who plays Howard Hamlin, who appears to be uh, the subject of a frame job of, uh, of uh, Saul Goodman. Um, he will be uh, joining us in hour number three. He's a, he's a big Pittsburgh guy. So it'll be a fun conversation with him. Uh, joining me, uh, we're going to have overreaction Monday here on this program. Uh, lots of NBA playoff games to overreact to and a lot of rumors to overreact to on this Monday for the NFL draft. And joining us here on the program is one of the top wide receivers available in this year's draft. A guy who made many Novembers uh, very miserable in my household. <laughs> um, and joining me here on the program before he heads off to Las Vegas, Nevada, is wide receiver from The Ohio State. Uh, soon to be in National Football League, Chris Olave. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. How does a kid from uh, Southern California wind up in the state of Ohio? How does that happen? <laughs> Man, it was a, it was a huge decision for me, but I felt like it was the best decision for me. So I'm glad I, I'm glad I went to that school. Why was it the best decision for you, Chris? Now, oh, come on, now. Why was it the best? Uh, decision? I got a lot of resources on and off the field, and uh, just the relationships I created there. Uh, it lasted a lifetime, so. Uh, I feel like uh, Ohio State was was huge on the field and academically. And, uh, I feel like it was the best decision for me. Who else was in your mix when you made that decision back in uh, the day? It was a couple Pac-12 schools. I was looking at UCLA, Utah, and USC, and then Ohio State. That was my top four right there. So why didn't you want to stay uh, out west, Chris? Uh, it was tough. It was a tough decision. Uh, I grew up watching Pac-12. I grew up a huge uh, West Coast fan, but... Uh, when you got an opportunity to go to a place like Ohio State and play for championships and compete with the best, I feel like uh, it's a hard one to turn down. So who have you visited for the NFL draft? Who have you personally gone to give a look to and vice versa, Chris? 
Uh, I had a couple visits. I had uh, New York, Washington, uh, Dallas, and uh, Philadelphia. Okay. Those were my visits. How was Dallas? It was good, man. It was good. I was my first time out there in, in Texas, so uh, got to got to get around, meet a lot of new people, and okay. uh, talk to a lot of coaches. So it was a good time. I, I, I enjoyed myself out there. One of those new people you met was it was uh, did somebody have a first name of Jerry and a last name of Jones? Did that happen? <laughs> Chris? Uh, no, I didn't get to meet him, man. I, I wanted to. But I, I didn't get I ain't run into him uh, my visit. You didn't run into him. Who'd you run? Into? So was McCarthy there? Who was there from the Cowboys? Yeah, it was, it was. I met a lot of people. I met uh, coaches and receiver coach and a couple of trainers. Uh, uh, typical stuff on visits. Okay, where do you want to go? I don't know, man. I, I can't control that. I'm just blessed to be in a position that I am today. It's a dream come true. So, Chris Olave here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Tell me about Dwayne Haskins, Chris. Tell me about him. Uh, he's one of one, man. Uh, when you meet a guy like Dwayne, uh, his light uh, just shines everywhere he goes, and uh, always, always a kind dude. Always uh, wanted to talk and just, uh, just vibe. And uh, I feel like uh, everybody, everybody gonna miss him. And if you really knew Dwayne, you really knew who he was. So, so how did he help you when you uh, arrived on the scene, Chris, in Columbus? Uh, I came in at 17 uh, to college, so uh, he gave me that boost of confidence. So uh, just being around him, uh, he kind of lifted the whole room up, uh, just with his energy and his confidence and his mindset. So uh, that kind of helped me uh, being on the, on the same field as him, and uh, especially for looking up to him as a leader uh, that year, uh, that helped me a lot. So he kind of uh, boosted boosted my confidence. Did he? Um, did you just? Did you say you arrived at 17? In college, that's what is that what you said? We're in yeah, 2017. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. No, it's definitely not. Yeah, I was seven. I was 17 years old. I, I arrived like 2018. <laughs> right. So you're 17 years old, and and was this the year Dwayne threw 50 touchdowns? Is that what the year, or is it the year before that? Yeah, yeah, that's the year right there. That was my freshman year uh, when he threw 50, and I got to win this autumn record and stuff. And so. And so, man, I, I I remember that when he's throwing fifty, and obviously, um, that was was that I don't know fifty or sixty was the operative number that day in November. Um, so, um, when it all comes down to it, what what are you going to bring to uh, an NFL team that decides to draft you, Chris? Uh, you could talk you could talk about all the production and everything I've done on the field. But I feel like I'm uh, being a leader on and off the field, and. Uh, I feel like that's that's what you need, uh, especially in NFL. And uh, I'm just going to come in and and work my work my butt off and and do whatever's best for the team. And I feel like that's what you're going to get in me. And, and uh, it, how has it been going through this process with Garrett Wilson going through it at the same time, Chris? Uh, just have just have one of my teammates, uh, one of my friends, going through it uh, as well as me. Uh, it's huge. Uh, I've seen him a, a couple places. Uh, being being when I'm at the combine and being when I'm at pro day, uh, just have a familiar face. Uh, there was so huge for me, and just have somebody to talk to. So uh, I'm proud of Garrett and everything he's done, and I can't wait to see his career take off. So, and uh, I'm just I'm just glad to be in this position. Like I said, and uh, I'm blessed to be had this opportunity. So who's going to Vegas with you? Uh, I'm gonna have my whole fam there, uh, my agents and. Uh, a couple friends uh, gonna be outside the green room, uh, 
But uh, it's just the time I'm going to enjoy with them and uh, just count on, count on all our blessings. To, who from your family is going? Walk me through the uh, the entourage, <laughs> your your group that's coming. With uh, you. So I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my, uh, my two parents. Uh, two parents got to be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two older brothers are gonna be there. Uh, one of my close friends from middle school is gonna be there. Uh, he's like my best friend, and then my high school uh, quarterback. Uh, he's also a close friend of me. So your high school quarterback, huh? Yes, sir. That's great. Okay, so you got some you got some old school friends, and you got your your family, and you're surrounded by them in Las Vegas, oh. Nevada, for for your uh, your dream come true. And uh, I hope uh, you get to go where you want to go, Chris. I appreciate the time here. Yes, sir. Appreciate that. Appreciate you for having me, man. Anytime. You got it, Chris Olave. You be well, sir. Thanks for the call, yes, sir. and you good too. good luck to you. There's Chris Olave going off into uh, that NFL draft world. I love talking to these guys right before their dreams come true. NFC East teams he was visiting. Paging T.J. Jefferson. Yes. Dallas. That'd be great, by the way. Dude, he would be really good. I don't know, 24, though? You think he's available at 24? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. You know, land just a little bit. I had Kayvon Thibodeau in uh, the eighth spot of my mock draft, my come-at-me mock draft. Even that seems too low. For, for Thibodeau? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know about that. He might go earlier than that. He might not. But um, the reason why I'm mentioning that here is DJ said they need a receiver in the worst way. And I chose Garrett Wilson to go to the Giants before that. Could they go back-to-back back right there? It's entirely possible. Does Drake London go first? There's a kid, Burks, from Arkansas that a lot of people love. Nobody's talking about Jamison Williams. Nope. That's because right. he blew let, his let knee him, out. Let him fall to 21. That's, that's totally yeah, fine. I don't think that's happening either. <laughs> let him fall to 21. I don't think that's happening either. You know? With Olave for the Ravens. I keep on landing at the Ravens getting themselves a big, huge offensive piece of wide receiver for Lamar Jackson. I keep going back there. I keep going there, and I'm telling you, too, they should be the ones to throw themselves at the San Francisco 49ers and say, we want Debo. That would be insane. I keep saying that over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it seems like that's kind of the big missing piece on their offense. Let's take this phone call. Uh, let's take some phone calls here on the uh, Rich Eisen Show. Let's go to uh, Kathy in Philadelphia. What's up, Kathy? Hey, fellas. How's it going? Yeah, What's going so on, Kathy? Uh, two quick things. One, very quickly, I don't know uh, what Kyler Murray has done at this point in his career that would justify this early of a new contract. I know that's the trend, but based on the last two years where he was, I, I can't say that it matches up with what any of the new the guys who have gotten new contracts thus far have done. Um, but the main reason for my call, I know that Rob Manfred hates baseball and hates baseball fans. Um, I think you've made that pretty clear. Um, but Rich, you are a uh, big Yankees fan, Chris, a, a Sucks fan, um, wow. TJ, you're a Mets fan, and I'm a Phillies fan. I don't think Del Tufo actually looks up at this, from the soundboard enough to know which game is going on. Nice. Way, <laughs> I think all of us can agree that Angel Hernandez needs to be so far removed from the game of baseball that he is not allowed to watch his grandkids play t-ball. <laughs> so 
it, like, and, and I'm not saying this yesterday as a Phillies fan because I think the worst call of the night was when he, he called uh, McCutcheon out yeah. when JT had his arm fully extended and came out of his stance to catch the ball, and he still called that a strike. It, at this point, it feels like he's doing it on purpose. And that's the problem, Kathy. Thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate Thanks, that. Briefly Hi, appreciate that. Uh, Kathy's referring to Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN last night, and that's the problem here. Um, look, last night's Sunday Night Baseball game on ESPN, it, it was beyond unfortunate. Uh, I didn't watch much of it. All right? I didn't watch much of it. I had things going on. There's an NBA playoff season. I've got children at home. The last thing I'm going to do is flip on Phillies and Brewers and settle in for a considerable amount of time. Certainly when, and by the way, I like the new uh, announcing booth. Ravi and I go way back. I think Eduardo Perez is terrific. You're doing a great job. I love Cone. From what I've seen so far. So um, this has nothing to do with that. It's got to do with what's watchable and what's not watchable for because i know you were not watching i wasn't watching either i I just saw the clip that kathy was talking about later on right that angel hernandez was was all over the place home plate umpire was so bad both teams despised him within two seconds of him calling the first ball or strike they had enough of him by like the, the second third inning by the time this rolled around where Kyle Schwarber's called out on strikes and he just basically told him to his face I I, I, I wish I had John Boy's lip reading ability <laughs> yeah. it, it really was you know I wanted to I wanted every last word of his filthy transcript any Gronk spiked the bat oh like, it's, it was, right yeah it was so that. but this sums it up it's more than just an Angel Hernandez problem I don't know Last night's game, Brewers at Phillies, featured 26 strikeouts. 26! Okay? It was a full nine-inning game, so you could do 27 plus 27 equals 54. Of the 54 outs, almost half of them were strikeouts, where nothing happened. Only eight hits combined, just one singular run, which is the same number of Angel Hernandez's that were going on last night. (laughs) All right. So the fact that there's a if there's any way, shape or form that we can avoid any nationally televised game having this man as an umpire, you've got to do it. Whether it's, hey, the crew chief or whomever. I don't even know if he's a crew chief. He's been around forever. Again, like a Supreme Court justice. You can't get these guys out. So. If there's anywhere you got to say we need, we can't, Angel, we can't have you on nationally televised game. We just can't. We can't have you doing your Angel Hernandez thing in front of the entire country. We just simply can't. Where at the very least, and if he says no, then you do what I guess they did in in Baltimore all those years ago, and the Mariners and the Orioles were playing. Just create a blackout. <laughs> okay, get. The actor Robert Davi from oh, from nice. uh, Die Hard and saying you lose the grid or you lose your job. Cut the power to the stadium. Because this guy ain't it. And with his crazy-ass stupid strike zone, not only does it give the fans at home the general sense of that he doesn't care, but baseball doesn't care. 
to discipline somebody who's so clearly awful at doing the job that you just don't care. You're going to put them in front of the whole country. They don't care. Angel, you do your thing. That not only does that give the sense to the fans that you can't fight City Hall and City Hall's asleep at the switch, but it affects the product. Folks, let me just reiterate one last time. It won't be the last time, trust me. (laughs) It ain't the pitch clock. It's not the pitch clock. It's not like pick up the pace because we're moving. Here comes a pitch. Here comes a pitch. Here comes a pitch. doesn't matter how fast the pitch is coming if the pitches aren't hit. doesn't matter. Oh, I'm paying more attention because the pitches are coming faster. No, I'm falling asleep because the pitches don't go anywhere except foul ball, foul ball, strike three. Or foul ball, foul ball, line out to guy in right center field because there's a third baseman sitting there or line out to left center field because there's a fourth outfielder sitting there or nothing happens because 100 mile an hour guys coming in in the third inning because the analytics say this what's supposed to happen angel hernandez plus all these rules equals unwatchable equals unfortunately because i love the sport click click why would i want to sit there and watch that best part of Sunday Night Baseball was Kyle Schwarber telling Angel Hernandez to stick it. (laughs) That's where the fans say, yeah, we get you. We get it. That's the fever we're catching. All right. (laughs) I think Schwarber's reaction is going to be a TikTok dance by the end of the the day. uh, 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 Let's do it. We should do it here first. If TJ TJ was only on TikTok for us. Zan still wants to do it. Nice. TJ wants to employ my 13-year-old son. <laughs> yeah, get, more, get more screen time. Great Trying idea. To help him Great idea, to Uncle TJ. Hey, Rich, he's a man at 13, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's time for him to earn his keep. He's got you there. Thank you. You had a ceremony and all that. Like okay. He's a man now. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We had a ceremony and all that. <laughs> Otherwise, no one is a bar mitzvah. All right. Yes, Lacan. To life. <laughs> Peter Schrager of Good Morning Football will join us next right here on the Rich Eisen Show to talk about the draft and all he knows about Devo. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, he is part of the must-see crew of Good Morning Football every single day on NFL Network. You see him on Fox Sports, and you'll see him as part of NFL Network's draft coverage all three days, including the final day with me, Daniel Jeremiah, and Charles Davis. He is Peter Schrager here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Peter? I'm doing great. <clears throat> Rich, I said it before to you on air. I'll say it off air, and we've talked a lot off air. But I think the uh, Run Rich Run stuff that you do and devote your time to and what we all get in on, I think it's one of the best things we do at the NFL Network. And uh, I cannot wait for that day three because the other part of it is, you know, you and I and DJ and Charles are working this thing for three, get a little loopy, and we have yes. fun. And I think it's a, <laughs> it's a loose broadcast that uh, – yeah. I, you know, I'm not going to wave our flag as opposed to the competition or our partners at the other spot, but like that, that is a good hang and a good watch for you at home if you want to put on NFL Network Day 3. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you saying that. And then the crew at Good Morning Football, uh, you guys are, are right there lockstep with having kids from St. Jude on the show to talk about raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I think I saw a young man the other day saying, I'm going to run a sub five. He was, awesome. um, he was, yeah. Yeah. And he was great. Sub five. I said, go, go for it. Nine years old. And he said, you know, this is a kid who had already overcome a tumor the size of a baseball. Unbelievable. As, an eight, as, a, as a child and as, you know, as a five-year-old. And he's on our show. And, and Rich, like, we've had on all the top prospects. There's no better prospects than when we get these kids on the other side of things who are talking about what St. Jude has done for them and, and how important uh, – that partnership has been with the NFL and with you. I mean, it really is. It, it, it puts things in perspective in a way like nothing else, and it just I'm so grateful to even be a part of it uh, and just being a part of this stuff on day three with you. Well, I uh, and just to put a final note on that, you know, they say never to meet your heroes. I, I'd love to meet that young man, though. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, on the other side, if he thinks I'm running a sub five <laughs> and thinks I'm his hero, I hope he never meets me. Because I would sorely disappoint him as I did the other day. I don't want to reveal my time, but it ain't that. Let's just put it that way. Um, oh, well, maybe, you know, right around the 22-yard line. That could have been that my time. <laughs> sure. You know. <laughs> Eight, well, okay, let's get into this draft, Peter Schrager. Um, is Aiden Hutchinson going to be the number one overall pick, or we're just seeing a lot of smoke and fire and, and lying and rumor-mongering and things like that right now? What, what can you tell me? Yeah, so I've had Walker number one for the last couple of weeks, and there's a lot of rolled eyes. And now the pendulum has swung all the way around where now Walker is being considered the favorite for the number one overall pick out of Georgia. And now there's all the second guessing of like, 
all right, but is that just because uh, everyone has not been sold on on Hutchinson anymore? And the truth is, I don't think Jacksonville's over the over the over the the moon on on Hutchinson, and it goes back to Trent Balky, who's the general manager, and what he historically has done as the general manager of the 49ers, and it was taking. Anthony Davis, a little-known tackle out of Rutgers because of the physical traits over Brian Bulaga. It was taking Alden Smith over J.J. Watt and Robert Quinn, who are monsters at the college level. Um, it's a history of taking the physical specimen and the guy who can do more physically than necessarily the finished college product. I think it's, it's somewhat insulting in a backhanded way to Aiden Hutchinson to suggest he isn't that sort of athlete. But I've had Trayvon Walker compared to Micah Parsons by a few personnel folks saying maybe not the player he is right now, but the versatility of being able to line up over center, linebacker, defensive end, do a lot of things with him. And right now, the, the, the way it's here, and it, it could be just as easily be Trayvon Walker or Evan Neal than it would be Aiden Hutchinson. So I don't think anyone knows for sure, including the folks in Jacksonville, but this is not the slam dunk. Uh, put it in pen, Aiden Hutchinson, as we might have thought it was coming out of the combine in February. Well, why would the Jaguars take an offensive lineman when they've already signed Cam Robinson uh, to a franchise tag? And you know that again, the, he, he's signed. He, he's he's going to be there. Signed. That's happening. He is there. So why would that they go ahead one, and get another lineman? Why would they do something that is like for, that? That is for one year, and it might be longer if they can work out a long-term deal between now and July fifteenth, of course. But that is a one-year deal at the moment, and. You're looking at Trevor Lawrence being your quarterback for the next 15 years, and that's the hope. And if you can find him a guy who can protect him uh, at, a, at a level right away, like they, you might think either Icky or Evan Neal can, you can make that pick. And both Icky and Evan can play on the right side or the left side. So you look at those two players, think they both make a lot of sense if you're Jacksonville, even with Cam Robinson on the roster. But the, the, the truth of it is, Rich, and we spoke about this, um, internally at the NFL Network, we're not going to sell this draft on the quarterbacks or, hey, here's here's the next uh, Hall of Fame player at number one overall. We're selling it on the unknown and the intrigue. And I consider myself as plugged in as anybody. And I can tell you right now, no one knows or no one can even project with a firm handle on it who Jacksonville's even taken at the one spot. And you go back through the years, I can't remember a draft like this going back maybe to when Eric Fisher was the first overall. Mm. It was like Eric Fisher or Luke Jokel. You know, that was the question. So that's going back more than a decade. I, I love this draft. I think there's so many unknowns, and it really makes it intriguing to watch. Yeah, I mean, when Baker Mayfield was drafted first overall, I mean, the word was coming out a few hours before that it was going to yeah. be him, but I still needed to hear the words come out of Roger Goodell's mouth to actually, you know, believe it. What are the odds? And it's rare that I'm able to sit, ask those questions about anything in Las <laughs> Vegas. Uh, what, what are the odds that we really won't know? Like that, that Roger Goodell will truly be the Paul Revere telling us who's coming to Jacksonville. What do you think? It's a great question. You know, last year I was, um, I was, I was on record saying everywhere that I think it's Trey Lance or Mac Jones, Trey Lance or Mac Jones, three of the Niners. And at the last second, I said, it's going to be Mac Jones. It's going to be Mac Jones. And, I've worked with John Lynch as a sideline reporter for Fox crew. I've known Kyle Shanahan for years. And to this day, I'm like, gosh, I was even shocked. And I know those guys inside and out when they went with Trey Lance. Um, I think that there's a chance that these, these guys in Jacksonville can keep this secret all the way up until the draft. Now, whether it was John Dorsey or it was Elliot Wolf or whoever it was as the head coach at the time in Cleveland who let it out of the bag hours before, but we knew Baker about 
2 o'clock, you know, on a draft that was starting at 6 o'clock. This one, I don't think we're going to know. I really don't because it has been so kept under secret and lock and key at this point that I think it might feel like that San Francisco pick, which I watched back earlier this week uh, or yesterday. I watched it back, and your reaction, Rich, was everyone else's. Wow, they actually did it. They took Trey Lance over Mac Jones. That's what we want to hear. We want to hear suspense. We want to hear you to be so surprised when that pick is in that no one tipped this pick, and it is a pure reality show. And even the player is surprised when his name is called. Peter Schrager, good morning. Football, NFL Network here on the Rich Eisen Show. So you you just mentioned, um, you know, your your history of uh, working with John Lynch prior to being in the general manager spot and knowing Kyle Shanahan for as long as you do. What is your best guess as to what is the irreconcilable difference in Debo Samuel's mind to one out of San Francisco? I don't know. I've heard so many things. It's, it was originally that he didn't want to be used the way he's used. Well, that's okay, fine. We'll put that in mind. Then I heard it was that he wanted to be closer to home, which is an odd thing for a young man, you know, coming. Okay, fine. And now the, the most recent thing is that, well, look, he just, he just needs to start anew. And, you know, let's just, I, I don't think, I don't think San Francisco is going to trade him. And if he is traded, I think it would be in the next couple of days. I don't think it'll be draft day. But I, just knowing how valuable he is to Kyle and knowing how much they love him there in San Francisco, I don't think they want to hold him hostage in any way. But I just, I, I can't imagine they can't come over there, their differences and make this thing work. Uh, Ian Rapport said earlier, this, this month that they do want to pay him. They do. I know they do. Um, and I think that they will pay him. And I, I do believe they're trying desperately to figure this thing out because he is such a special player to them. And he might be more valuable to them than any other team in the NFL. Well, I mean, you know, he, he it, the, the idea that he didn't want to be or doesn't want to be in San Francisco because it's not Carolina, right, where he's from, you know, we saw a video of him working out here in Los Angeles. So yeah. it, this is his spare time. If he wants to be on the East Coast so badly, why is he training in Los Angeles? Right. Yeah. Uh, so and there was there was a story on Instagram stories yesterday of him at Nobu in Malibu. Well, I'm sure there's some fine places to eat in the Carolinas, too. But you're out here. You're in Malibu. So that one's interesting. And then the other part is like, you know, I don't want to be. And I'm not knocking the guy. He's he's unknockable. There's nothing to knock him. There's nothing. I I don't want to be used that way. And that doesn't come from him directly, but that's what we're hearing. Um, You know, I I watched some interviews back at the Super Bowl. He was on with, I think, Matt Mayakoko in in Comcast. He said, I want to have 1,000 yards rushing and receiving. So if that's the case, you might want to play running back, too. I don't know. So I think that there's a lot of things coming out of Debo's camp. And a lot of things we haven't heard from him directly. And I don't know. Rich, it's a different time. Player, players want to be where they want to be. And if he was to actually be traded from San Francisco, I would be shocked. But I can't be surprised by anything at this point. Devontae Adams left Green Bay, which seemed like a pretty good situation to me as well. No, I'm, uh, yeah, I know. And, and Tyree kills a dolphin. Like, the hell going on was the tweet that Stephon Diggs tweeted out. And that, that's, that, to us here on this show, is the headline of the entire NFL offseason. To me, you know, while we're, I guess, just speculating – this sounds like business, and it sounds like a number came from the Niners that uh, that landed uh, poorly with Debo, and he might be somebody's like, "That's it, then. See you. I'm out, and yeah. I, I don't want to talk." And then maybe the the draft goes through, and he's still in San Francisco, and then they can revisit and say, "Let's just talk the number now, because we're not going anywhere." I mean, and um, but I don't blame him for seeing everybody else with their numbers. Let me ask you this thing question. Um, is there an issue in the NFL about paying 
guys who are three years in their first contract, the numbers that say Devontae Adams gets uh, eight plus years in, uh, is that now an issue? Do you think? Yeah, we haven't seen one of those guys get broken off like that yet, though. You know, even Terry McLaurin's waiting, and he's the you know you want to talk about a guy who wears a C on the jersey, and he's the most unbelievable guy. Like that, if they're not paying, if they're not breaking him off right now, and then you look at DK and and AJ Brown, obviously, but Debo, like we haven't seen that mega mega deal from those guys. Now DJ Moore got an extension. We've seen some big second year second contracts, but Tyreek and Devontae are 28 and 29 years old, and have put on those seasons year after year after year. Debo hasn't yet. You know, I think his value right now is as high as it's ever been as a pro and maybe the highest it'll ever be. I also wonder if, and again, I understand that there are people who are Debo Samuel supporters who said, you're really, you know, coming after the kid. I'm not, but, you know, without Mike McDaniel as, as the run game coordinator, does he put up those same numbers? Without, you know, having a coach like Kyle Shanahan, is he putting up those same numbers? And, Without Michael Floor, who was with him in the year previous, uh, or the two years prior, with the the Niners, who's now the Jets, does he work the same? Like I said today, Carolina would be a great place for him, but like, is he doing that with Ben McAdoo as the offensive coordinator? I don't know. So <laughs> it's this yin and the yang. It's the it's the chicken and the egg in a way where Kyle Shanahan is such a diabolical genius with his offense that he had the courage to put a wide receiver at running back throughout the playoffs, and it worked. I don't know if every other offensive coordinator is using him that way. Peter Schrager here on the Rich Eisen Show. All right, you have Kenny Pickett and your mock draft going to Carolina. What's the tea leaves there, and uh, how do you see the quarterback draft going into Vegas? I think it's pretty bleak as far as, like, names surging up the draft board, and if it's not to Carolina at six, I have a hard time finding another team in the top ten, and then we start bleeding down into the teams and even to 20 at the Steelers, where they've been singing praises both externally and off the record about Mitch Trubisky since he's gotten there. So, Rich, I think that's really interesting. Like, I've got Pickett going six to Carolina. I don't think I'm going to change that. I think they do need a quarterback that they draft that they believe is their pick, and I think Pickett makes a lot of sense to them. But, gosh, I I don't have a team that's banging down the doors for Kenny Pickett uh, that I know of. Carolina included that my sources there. I haven't heard them say, like, we love Pickett. Um, but the same for Malik Willis, the same for Desmond Ritter, the same for Matt Corral, the same for Sam Howell. Like, I don't have that team where in recent years it's always been you get like a little inkling, okay, uh, look, this team, they, they, they love Zach Wilson. You know, the Jets loved Zach Wilson last year. Or this team, they, they, you know, from what I hear, this team loves this guy. I don't have it for any of the quarterbacks. So it's difficult to put a, to put a name and number. Like Bucky Brooks, who we love. He doesn't have a quarterback going in the first round, and I can't say that's wrong. Like, I can't. So it's going to be fascinating where they end up, but I certainly don't have that player or that prospect um, that is linked to a team at the quarterback position right now. So then let's finish up this quarterback conversation, Peter, by asking a question we ask on this show, what's more likely? We ask that question uh, every now and then on this program. A Saturday morning when we go on the air in Las Vegas, Nevada, and we're, we're finding Daniel Jeremiah on his mattress somewhere atop a roof. Yeah. And we get him there in time, though, because that's the way the happy ending happens. Um, <laughs> on Saturday morning, what is more likely? We're talking about Baker Mayfield and his new team. We're talking about Baker Mayfield is going to have to hope somebody potentially – um, gets hurt in training camp for him to find a new spot. What do you think is more likely Saturday morning? Gosh, isn't that crazy? I mean, to think about where we've come. And 
I don't know if they're trading him because they don't have anything to, to like, here's the thing. I, I would think that it would be, hey, Tara, uh, Cleveland trades Baker Mayfield and a first-round pick for this. Or Baker like, they don't have a ton of picks, and they don't have a first-round pick right now. And, and they traded a bunch of future stuff to Houston, so there's not that many. I think you're going to have to maybe wait and see on this Baker deal. And the same with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think we're going to be waiting a little bit. And for Baker, maybe his best thing, and it sounds crazy to say this, his best thing might be just getting outright released by the Cleveland Browns, where at least he can pick his next destination. Money be damned, and maybe it's a short-term deal, and then he can crack it again. But... I don't know. I don't have a spot for Baker right now. I, all along, I heard Carolina wasn't really interested in him. I don't think Seattle's interested in him right now. So I think we might be waiting and seeing on Baker Mayfield. Well, I mean, I think Saturday morning, unless there's a trade the night before from a team that didn't get their quarterback in the top three picks in the draft or or, or top three rounds of the draft, Peter Schrager, that if 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 one of the if that scenario does not unfold and Baker doesn't go somewhere second out of the draft, a la Josh Rosen a couple of years ago, yeah. um, then then is it possible that Andrew Barry and the Browns are sitting there and thinking, you know what? Let's hear how Roger Goodell rules on Deshaun Watson. Let's hold on to Baker and sort of you know. Um, hand him a rose in in our basement library and hope he comes around. You know, like mm-hmm. like like Beauty and the Beast. I, I'm honest. You know, I know that that's like what is going on here. Is it possible that the 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 Browns hold on to him and not yeah, release I, I him? Just, I don't know. Knowing Baker, I don't know how that can. And again, there's not like there's like a host of teams lining up for him. So I understand. It seems like he's in a rock and a hard place there, but. I feel like the toothpaste is out of the tube and every bridge has been, has been kind of burned based publicly on their statements. Now, can you mend that? Yeah, we could find a way and say, hey, tail between our legs. We're sorry, man. We, we know it seems like it was pretty screwed up, but we did this and we still need you. And gosh, for your value, what if you come in here and kill it and then we can you know, hit free agency and you can make a huge killing next year with a new team because you showed what kind of guy you were. And There's a million ways we can spin it, but I just – I can't see Baker wanting to play for the Browns ever again. I know that, uh, but but what's what's going to happen, right? Like honestly, the next week, uh, if it doesn't happen for Baker, that next step is a Lulu. It it could be a long time. Like who makes trades for quarterbacks using next year's draft pieces in May or June? Nobody. Like I don't remember no. anything like that happening, right? Like so. No. No, and like even that that Josh Rosen trade was for the 62nd pick in the draft, if I'm not mistaken, and people were freaking out. Like you only got a 62nd in the draft. Like the value of Baker is not what people might think. Like they're not getting a first or second round pick for Baker right now. I don't think. I feel like at this point, you're looking at a, a devalued uh, you know piece, and I don't think Cleveland's looking to trade him for 20 cents on the dollar. They might as well just release him at this point and let him do the right thing, which is just crazy. Peter, we'll see you in Las Vegas. I'll see you very shortly. Thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it, brother. We'll hang out. I can't see you wait. Soon. You're the best, Rich. I can't right back you. at you. That's Peter Schrager, everybody, of NFL Network, heading off. Baker needs somebody to come get him. I'll tell you who's not going to come get him. I don't think. And I know you people think this is crazy. But I don't think Seattle's coming to get him because they signed Geno Smith. And people may think I'm nuts to say those words into this microphone, into that television set. (laughs) But Geno was part of the team last year, as we know. I think they like Geno a lot. 
didn't play terrible when he built it. Right? I mean, I think they like Geno a lot. And I'll take Pete at his word. And a lot of people are like, why would you take Pete at his word? He said, we have no intention of trading Russell Wilson. And then within less than a week, he's wearing orange. And you found out from Bobby Wagner last week as he came, showed up here, talking about how Russ was asking him his opinion of Denver before the trade went down. And so why would you take Peter's word? Pete said that if we signed, you know, essentially if we signed Geno, that kind of takes set of quarterback business. They got Drew Locke. They have Geno Smith. And Seattle fans might say, that's terrible. Go get Baker. Why would you add Baker to this mix? If you've got those two guys and you're probably going to draft a If they draft a rookie quarterback, that's out. Baker could point to Seattle as his favorite spot or the favorite to get him all he wants. That's just not happening. Pete Carroll's not walking through that door and telling him to give the dog a belly scratch. And Carolina's got nothing after the sixth overall selection. What, are you going to flip a four? And maybe if you flip a four, their fourth round selection and next year's three to Cleveland, and you make Cleveland slice off half of his salary, then suddenly Ben McAdoo's comment that Sam Darnold's our QB1 it might go out the window. Not if they draft a quarterback sixth overall. That's gone. Where does Baker go? I don't know. That's up in the air over the next several days. Wild. But I think if Baker goes anywhere, it'll be Friday night, middle second round, top of the third round. Anybody who came in thinking, I want Desmond Ritter, I want Sam Howell, I want Matt Corral, I want... I, I don't know. I mean, Willis, I, I, I don't think it's part of this equation. I think he's going to be long gone with Pickett. That second round gone through and those guys are all gone and you didn't get them and you need a quarterback. You're the Saints or you're the Seahawks or you're the Panthers. And I don't think the Seahawks are going to go into this draft saying we desperately need a, a, a rookie. But if they get him, great. If they don't, that's when they might call up Andrew Barry or the Browns and say, let's talk. Then... Or remember that conversation we had early in the week? Let's do it now. And then the Browns get something for him. And Baker's gone. And if not, man, you might be talking about the summer. 844-204-RICH, number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's more likely is the Friday game, the Monday game, is none other. There's no safe. That's where I was going. Overreaction Monday when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Shut up. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Overreaction Monday, let's hit it. Go for it, go for it. Let's hit it, please, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Ready, Mikey D? DJ Mikey D is in these nuts? Okay, here we go. Go for it. Hit it, hit it, it, please. Right here on the program. It's all right. Go for it, Chris. Overreaction? Go for it. Monday. Go for it, Chris. Okay, a lot of NBA playoffs talk, so let's get right to it. Grizzlies, T-Wolves, that's the best first-round series. Best first-round series is what? Grizzlies, T-Wolves. Uh, I'll go Mavs and uh, Mavs and Jazz right now. Really? You're more I like Luca. Okay. I like Luca. I like Luca right here. I no, like that one. I'm picking Sixers. Okay. Big, big cat. Well, game. I mean, just in terms of excitement. Well, yeah, in terms of excited. excitement, uh, I, I would. In terms of what excites me to watch, nobody beats the Golden State Warriors, and the Nuggets have been a yeah, lot of fun. But that series hasn't been really fun to watch, has it? I've loved watching every last minute of it. I mean, you got the Wolves have blown two twenty point leads. You got Cat right. finally shot. All right, I'm making the case. All right, here we go. Uh, with or without Ben Simmons, guys, the Nets are toast. Okay, I'll say that's not an overreaction. I'll move on to the next one. What else you got over there? Uh, Nets getting swept would be a bigger disappointment than the Lakers missing the playoff. Um, hmm. I, 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 I think that's an overreaction as well. Okay. I think that the the Lakers missing the playoffs entirely is one of the largest disappointments in in recent NBA memory. Is it more embarrassing though to make it and then get swept? Well, when you well have title well, hopes. Will their coach get fired because of it? Steve Nash. I doubt it. Right. Although the way the Nets are playing, it's just like they look. They give it up. They, it, well, they look like they don't have much of a plan, or or they're playing right into the the Celtics. Defense, Defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, they, they don't seem to have much going on except hero ball half the time. So, what else you got over there, Chris? All right, uh, Jason Tatum, my man, has surpassed Kevin Durant on the NBA Superstar Ladder. Damn. Durant, Durant's looking kind of old this series, no? Uh, I, I, I will go, that's an overreaction until... Tatum's got it. Tatum's got to win one. Tatum's got to win one. If Tatum wins one, I don't know. I mean, Durant is Mr. Olympic record too. Like he is. Yeah. I I I can't go there. I I do love what he's doing right Has now. Tatum passed LeBron? Huh? Has Tatum passed LeBron? Tatum is not past LeBron. <laughs> no. Come on. Are you serious? But Tatum's going to be first team all NBA this year. LeBron won't I know. even well, make I mean, the, he's NBA, having a better 21-22 season. Hold on a minute. I want, hold, on a minute. hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. I want Kevin Durant to retweet this segment. <laughs> Tatum is past Kevin Durant. There, there you go. That's how you get it. Tatum is absolutely past play, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, I don't care what he's done in the Olympics, how long he's been doing it. The fact that he won with the Warriors, the fact that he gave the Warriors a huge lift all those years to make them as dynastic as they've always been. I don't care about any of that. Tatum is past him. And KD, you are old news. Old. 
Comma. News. News. Right. Yeah. Will he now? Will he now retweet it? Probably. Probably. All right. What else? Uh, all right. Despite uh, what we've been seeing from Zion pregame, him being out there for the Pels would ruin their flow. Got to get him out there. Let's go, man. Come on. Let's get him out. What's going to happen if they beat the Suns? I'm saying Zion would, still cl- out? would clog it all He's up. He's still out? Here's the deal. Chris doesn't even believe it. Here's what has to happen. Him versus Ben Simmons for charity. One-on-one. Game of horse. Oh, that's that's easy work. Oh, what? Because it's shot making? Because Zion would dominate I uh, bet so. All right, how about this one? Despite all his constant playoff tweets and vacation videos, nobody misses LeBron right now. Uh, nobody misses him. Well, I think LeBron misses the playoffs. You see, he keeps tweeting that stuff out. That's what I mean. I, LeBron, the, nobody dude, misses you. Go away. The, Go away. No one misses man, you. Hater. Just retire. Retire. <laughs> he's the first one to talk about LeBron stands, and he's like the biggest LeBron hater. He keeps I, I, tweeting like vacation. Go, go need, away. We need LeBron in the playoffs. Kids, let, the, let the kids have their moment. We need LeBron in the playoffs. Yep. Big time. No, win or lose. Win or lose. It's Absolutely so much more not. interesting. You know, this playoffs has been amazing and he's not around. James Franklin of Penn State football and also uh, Patrick Fabian of Better Call Reaction Saul coming up. Oh, well done. Thanks. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Well done. Great job, everybody. Great job. That's and not going to get you an Emmy, Mike. coming back you on Peacock. Mike, we're back. You got any more? All right, we got some football ones. Mike spent all morning telling me how he's going to win Emmys. I don't he, think he's you should big, leave that he, off. He's, he's not here. He's still, he's still doing all of his work over he's the weekend. He's in Birmingham? Where are you? No. <laughs> you never went to Birmingham. Nah, he, was, he was from the hub. All right, what, what do you got over there? Okay, some NFL stuff. Here we go. After the club video... <laughs> Debo's really not coming back to San Francisco. <laughs> you know what? I, I I still think that when it's all said and done and he's not traded over the next three days, if the 49ers just hold Pat with him and say, you're still here, you've got a fourth year to go, do you want to get generationally rich or not with us? We love you. That's why we didn't trade you. So we showed you the love by not sending you to where, you know, wherever. Here's the money you're looking for. I, I think number 19's running downhill for the San Francisco 49ers this fall. That's I will still I might go down with that ship if you will, but that's where I'll go on that front. All right. So uh, first overall pick. Let's talk. Let's talk Jaguars. Jaguars. No music, Mike. What are we doing? Okay. What are we doing? He's he's not here. All right. The Jaguars. <laughs> I, I originally when I wrote this this morning, I, I wrote back. The Jags are going to shock NFL everyone and take an offensive lineman number one. Huh? But now that Trayvon Walker is the betting favorite, the Jags are going to shock everybody and take Walker number one. Uh, I. You know what? I I I don't know. I would be stunned. I I. I can't sit here and say that that's going to be an overreaction. Like right now. I, I, I think that that's probably true, you know? I, I think that that's probably true, that, that that can actually happen right now. And I think that the Detroit Lions would be very happy if that happens. Aiden Hutchinson stays in the state of Michigan, and right? people want to go watch him play. All right, last one. Mm-hmm. There'll be multiple trades in the top 10 on Thursday. Multiple. More than two. Okay. Two, uh, two think, or more. Two I think more. that's entirely possible. Top 10 trades. Uh, I, I still think that's an overreaction. I think there'll be one. I think everybody's trying to get the hell out, and I don't know who's trying to get in. I don't know who's trying to get in on on, on, on Thursday night in the top 10. I know a ton who want to get out. Who's going to try and get in for, for, for who? And for who? Picking? That's the big question, yeah. I, I, I don't think so. 
All right, that's hour number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. James Franklin of Penn State Football, and then Patrick Fabian of Better Call Saul coming up in hour three.